Sit back, relax, and enjoy Talk Bites. And welcome back to Talk Bites. We have with us Ash, who is returning from last week's episode, Talk Bites, the Potter Deliberation. And she's going to be here today for Talk Bites, the Chamber of Nonsense. Because of uh, last week's episode, and it was just, it was full of nonsense. So she's come back to defend herself and try to, I, I, I don't even know what she's going to try. I don't even know what she's going to try. So here we have Ash, the tactical fashion advisor. Ash, thank you so much for coming Woo! back. I only came back because Brian paid me, so... Otherwise, I was not agreeing to come back to this shit show. No. <laughs> Look, I'm happy to be here with you always, and I didn't even have to slither into your DMs this time. <laughs> uh, if any of you want to, it's at Original B Game on Instagram, um, which is a great segue for my next kind of position. Um, Ash, I got a lot of hate mail. What? It oh, definitely wasn't for me. Don't it, it, was, it was titled, How Dare She? Most of it was titled, How Dare She? It, uh, there, so, like, I think we should just dive right into it. Let's just dive right into it. Ash. Before we do that, how about you tell me where they live? Because on my way <laughs> to beating you up, I can just do the rounds. <laughs> well, let's, let's, let's see if you can get past uh, the final boss, the end game, first. Please tell me you're not referring to you. Oh, uh, of course I am. I'm the end game. I'm the final boss. All right. So don't worry about it. All right. Oh, all right. I'm ready. I'm ready to talk all things Harry Potter. I As... again. I saved up some uh, butter beer ingredients. I've made myself one up again. So perfect. Okay. I, I have as well. In full disclosure, I've I've put double the amount of alcohol. I figure I would need that to uh, to get through another episode with yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so uh the the first thing we have um is from a a, a longtime fan uh new hater of yourself mm. which is um as a woman hater is there any uh female characters in those uh in the harry potter movies that you actually liked <gasps> they use woman hater as a woman hater, yes. To be fair, I'm not even going to cover up the fact I hated Cho and I hated Ginny. So if that means I'm a female hater, but I'm all about sisters doing it for themselves. I'm all about female empowerment. So I will happily answer that question. I loved Luna Lovegood. She is a yes. boss. And I, the, I'll tell you why. It kind of goes back to my uh, advice for the week, you know, that we did last week. Um, she is weird and she just owns it. Like she yes. wears it so well. Like, I think it's a nice message to send. Like you can be weird and quirky and, you know, not everyone's cup of tea. Um, but she was fabulous and I feel like she was casted really well too. So, um, I know there's a bit of story about that, that I'm sure we'll cover off on. That was going to be my secret factoid for the end of the uh, episode. I'm sure most people know it, but, um, I also, I told you I liked McGonagall. I cannot believe they called me a woman hater. I said McGonagall was like a boss. I loved her. <laughs> yeah, but Ginny, meh. I'm meh. not taking that back. So, then some fighting words. Damn. Damn. All right. Damn. 
Excellent. Any other um, hateful mail to come my way? <laughs> that that was it, and that was just from mum. So if you could not um, <laughs> look, COVID prevents me from going all the way to Canada. So mum, you're safe for now. <laughs> <laughs> Very um, dubious for now. I've got some fun questions too. So do you have any you want to throw around or there's tons of stuff that I'd like to find out. Firstly, you never actually said what you're ranking from. Like, do you have a best and a worst movie? Because I feel like it's all well and good to criticize me, but you throw your answers out there and see how much hate mail you get. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My most hated movie is Goblet of Fire. Oh my God. Even after I told you how amazing it is. Yeah. Especially about uh, your reasons for how amazing it is. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's it's horrible. I've told you horrible. I take so many Harry Potter things personal. Why would you dare say that to my face? <laughs> You're all the way um, in another city, um, and I'm in in a, a region of concern, so I, have to, I don't have to worry oh, about you not. I'm behind the old Rona, that spiteful bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, and my favorite of the Harry Potters, Prisoner of Azkaban. Oh. Gross. I mean, like, it wasn't terrible, but favorite, like, absolute best. Yeah. Yeah. I have to be honest, Brian and I watch the movies every year. It's becoming a bit of a tradition. And I'm always on my phone because obviously we watch it by distance. We time it perfectly. We count down the seconds till we press play. But I, my texting goes up tenfold in that movie. I've noticed that. Yeah. That. I didn't realize that until where it was on the list. You. It's because I'm so bored with what I'm watching. Yeah. You are my last option. <laughs> my whole, my poor fiance would hope that he would be the option, but no. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say, um, I do, I do have one more question, and then yeah, I'm, I come at me. I would love, I love to uh, hear what you, uh, your questions are. Uh, my one question is, you, you made a comment last week of how the books are and how, you know, understanding that things will be cut from the books to, mm. to make a, an actual proper length movie. We all know that. What, other than the Goblet of Fire where you, you mentioned that you just wish there was some stuff from Goblet of Fire that made in, what is the one thing that you, from the all of the books, one to seven, that you wish uh, made it into the movies that didn't? Um, it's not necessarily that I thought something had to go in, but like the thing that I was most frustrated by with the transition from the books to the movies is, and again, it goes back to the female hating thing is I actually really loved Ginny in the books Mm. and like to see her be portrayed in the movies in the way that she was, I just thought, eh, it almost was a bit like her needing Harry to protect her and she was very helpless. Whereas I actually think she was a bit of a boss in the books. And she was, like, very independent and, like, a rebel. And, like, I thought that was a shame that that's the way that it went. So, I mean, every book was going to get cut down. You know, you can never put that much detail from any book, any book series. I'm sure if people love Lord of the Rings or if there's certain yes. series that they love, then ne- you're never going to be able to. So um, I always accept that. And I think the only reason I was sad about The Goblet of Fire is I loved the book so much that I just wanted to – I would have happily sat there for four hours and then invest – in all the detail of the book, but obviously not everyone feels the same. So, um, but yeah, Ginny was a really disappointing character, I think. And that was something throughout the movies that I think could have probably changed the tone of it. So yeah, I'm female hating because of the female that's portraying. I'm very, I have a quite a, I'm a frontline worker and 
I like pride myself in being worker. What's that? A fashion frontline worker. Oh, please. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I yeah, I work in emergency services and um you have to be strong and independent and you're constantly compared to the men. Um because every job, whether it's army or firefighters or police or ambulance or whatever one you work in, um, men are typically seen as, you know, the stronger worker because physically they are stronger, but women add a lot of different things. And I think that was a really good opportunity for Ginny to be that really strong person, but it just didn't come across that way. So that was my little like irk. And that's probably why I didn't like her throughout the series because it just irked me that she was a bit more helpless and vulnerable and female that typical female that needed Harry yeah that around. save me save me whereas in real life like you probably save me i mean yeah. let's, let's be real about it like, <laughs> save i'm, you punch I'm, you in I'm the princess dick, peach but... and you're mario like you know what i mean yes. like that that's what the reality of the, of the situation is and i mean also just sidebar we need to have another episode down the track where we discuss all things nintendo because i'm a huge like i own a super nintendo a 64 I'm a boss on Murray Kart. I dressed up as Princess Peach at Comic-Con in Sydney. Like, I'm all for this. And if we talk about the ultimate games in Nintendo World, I'm so keen to hear people's, not yours, because you know nothing. Um, okay, my last name is Game. All right, so let's 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 lay down the gauntlet. All right. It's a shame you don't have all some. Right. Oh, sad. Oh, sad. <laughs> You're going to throw it out there, man. going to throw it out there. You merely play it. I am it. All right. So you well, need my to name's Champion, and I live up to that name. So <laughs> Champion of nonsense. That's what the name you live up to. That's champion of putting up with your shit. Nonsense. But anyway, right? these poor people don't need to listen to our domestic tonight. <laughs> um, I have some fun. I like was thinking after we did our podcast last week. There were so many things I obviously wanted to talk about, and I wanted to keep this episode a bit more like lighthearted and talking about some of the like fun things throughout the movie that I always love asking Harry Potter fans when I meet them. Um, So if you're happy to risk putting your reputation on the line for some of these questions and let's go. hundred percent. Let's dive right into it. All right. So this is the obvious one, but like what house do you think that you are and which house did you want to be? So is the house that you are and the house you want to be different or are you the same? So, yeah, the house that I wanted to be was Slytherin. You want to be Slytherin? Ugh, yeah. you're a villain. I, uh, I'm, I'm the bad guy all the time. Growing up, I was the Decepticons when we were playing Transformers. <laughs> I was Cobra when we were playing G.I. Joe. And I was uh, an Darth Imperial Vader. officer when I was Star- Stormtrooper Darth Vader when we were playing Star Wars. So, I, um, yeah, I, I wanted to be Slytherin. But here goes the question, is Slytherin evil or was it just portrayed that way because of Malfoy? It, it was totally portrayed that way because of Malfoy and, and, and his two cohorts. And then also that girl at the in, in Seven in Deathly Hollow. Oh, that ratted him out. And she's like, yeah. <laughs> He's right there. You just Let's give it in. Even I know that son. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah 100 percent. I, I wanted to be slytherin and uh what i got was um ravenclaw no sorry oh, i got gryffindor you did the like the buzzfeed quiz yeah i got uh i got gryffindor and i definitely didn't want to be gryffindor it must be because 
I was going to make a joke that I'm a real life hero because I was a soldier, but I was a soldier like 15 years ago and all I did was train. So I'm not going to make that it joke. It still counts. There's, there's real heroes out there. So I'm not going to make that joke. There's real heroes out there. Um, but uh, yeah, I got Gryffindor on the quiz and I think it's rigged. I think everyone gets Gryffindor. I am Slytherin. Yeah, and the hat lets you choose apparently, which is so corrupt. Ugh, as if you're it's allowed so to choose. Corrupt. It defeats the purpose. Right? Harry, God, he couldn't just... It it defeats the purpose. Everyone would want to be Gryffindor because they know that Dumbledore's got a a fixation on that house. Totally. I shouldn't say that because they're kids, but damn, like the I would have my back out if I was in any one of those other houses. Every time he's just giving away like fantasy league points, like he's like Oprah, that meme, like points for you and points for you and you get a car, you get a car, and then the Gryffindor is just like, yeah, the same thing. He's like, and because the Gryffindor people finish their plate. They get a thousand points. It's like, what? What are you talking? Like, as a Hufflepuff, I'd be like, bro, bro, the fuck, bro. Last guys what finish last. That's what, the message that movie taught me. None exactly. Right? Like, what is this shit over here? Fucking ate their dinner and they get points? McGonagall, bro, no? Okay. Playing I'll chess? Points. Go fuck myself. Fine. <laughs> right? <laughs> I don't because know they played the game. Any points, but it's fine. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, yeah, so I, I think in the movie, like just the way that it was staged, he always wanted to be Gryffindor. I did because I was like, ah, oh, you know, all the best people go there. But I did the quiz, and they said I'm majority Hufflepuff, I think, which seems like me. I'm a very like, like I said, I cry every time injustice happens in the movie, or someone's bullied or left out, or you know, I think I'm a very from what I got from the movies and stuff, Hufflepuff's very, like, caring, nurturing, kind kind of group. <laughs> Obviously, I'm none of those adjectives, but okay. a girl can dream. God loves a trier. God loves a trier. I love that saying. That's me all they over. They God do. loves a trier. So, awesome. That's apparently what the quiz said anyway, but who knows? I probably just rigged the answers. Um. So the next question I've got is, you know, at the start when you get to pick your animal, like owl or toad or cat, like which one would you choose? Octopus. No, there's not even a choice. I think you can only have four. I know. I read up that on that the other day and I was very disappointed because my friend, she's, um, she's a big Harry Potter fan and she's getting married um, and she has a really tough job. So what I wanted to do was get an enamel otter patronus pin lapel pin that she could kind of have on her uniform oh, that's so, so like cute. every time she goes out like she could like i feel like like just like the dumb little thing like she's she's protected right but then also yeah. this like for her like get that for her for for her wedding um but when i started to search for it to try to find it i couldn't find it like i couldn't find it but so yeah that's when i found out that there was only a certain amount of animals but uh because i am You're a not slytherin, the patronus, like your pet I'm talking about your pet. Oh, the pet, not the Patronus. Oh, 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 the pet. Yeah. Okay, the pet you know, the start, like, like Neville's got the, like Ron's got the rat and then Harry gets the owl and then like someone has a toad. I think you can have cat, toad, owl, rat. I would still go rogue and I would say uh, uh, rainbow squirrel. So in India, the <laughs> squirrels are rainbow colored and I would get a Indian rainbow squirrel. I'm going rogue. All right. I'm Slytherin. This is why you're Slytherin. Ugh. Right? Exactly. I don't play by the rules. 
I know what the rules are just so I know how to break them. And you would be the first to die in that last battle in the movie, I feel. <laughs> Sometimes down. you just have to follow rules, Brian. <laughs> settle down. Really, I would be getting rainbow a, squirrel. I would take a giant on by myself like it was nothing. Like it was nothing. <laughs> You're like, what? You got, got nothing on me. I am the game. See? Done. I think I'd go an owl, but like the dumb one. You know the one that always smashes into the window and never gets a ride? Like that's basically my spirit animal. (laughs) It has to be that one. I'm literally choking on my butterbeer here. (laughs) (laughs) I think his name is Errol, which is hilarious because I had a boyfriend in Scotland called Errol. So, you know, they were both dumb. It makes sense. <laughs> no, he's adorable. It's fine. Um, so then, what else did I have? I had so many good ones. Oh, I love this question. I loved the concept of the birdie bots every flavored beans. I just love that. I think that's so fun. And I've actually bought them. They have them um, at like Big W and some of like the uh, international candy stores and things like that. And they legitimately have the vomit flavored the like earwax flavored in there and so it's potluck like they're the same color as the nice tasting ones so they could be a red and it could either be like blood or it could be raspberry so like which would you imagine is the worst flavored birdie bots every flavored bean mine is spew because i like just can't do spew oh yeah so spew poop spew poop and not not like i don't mind sausages i don't mind like spit but like, you know, the, the loogies, like when someone gets like the, the mucus from the back of their throat, I want to punch. I'm not a violent person, but I will punch someone that does that in front of me. Like, it's so disgusting. Don't do that. Don't do that. Like, and you live in Sydney. Everyone you. does it. Everyone it's does like, it in Sydney. Like that, it's the worst. that hawking thing. It's, it's disgusting. You don't need to do it. I've never done it literally in my life. So why can I not go through an entire life not doing it? And you do it on the fucking street. Don't ever travel to Asia. They do it oh. everywhere. Like it's obviously like, you know, it's a part of living there. But like I remember being in Hong Kong and people doing that on the side of the road and just spitting on the ground. And like my gag reflex is so weak that like I was just spent my whole trip just dry reaching all around Hong Kong. It was terrible. Oh. It was a very traumatic experience for me. <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't. I'd see it once and I'd be like, nope, wrap it up. Me. We're mm-hmm. out. Get on the plane. We're out. We're out here. Done. Come on, let's go. Yeah, I don't think anyone can sit there and say they'd like the spew flavoured. I don't, like, I dare anyone out there listening to write in and tell me that you enjoy that. I just don't. 100%. I'll pay you $100 if you eat, if you collect up, a, like, I would say 20 vomit ones, and if you eat it all in one go and chew it and swallow it, not swallow it whole, I'll give you 100 bucks. So, Do, do, you, but, remember, do you remember James? Yeah. James? James will do that. So well, he, we will have a hundred bucks of my hard-earned money if he, he films it and puts it up here. I have to see yeah. it though. I'm not buying it otherwise. All right, I've got a good question here. This is a good one. And I realized when I was watching the first movie and the later movies that I had such a gripe with it. But um, Richard Harris, I think it is. Have I got that yes. name right? He was the best Dumbledore. Like he was like a different Dumbledore to the Dumbledore in. I think the third or fourth movie is when it changed. Um, And obviously we've got the whole Fantastic Beast drama, which I'm sure we'll touch on later. But um, 
then you have like Jude Law Dumbledore. So I guess my question is, which Dumbledore is the ultimate Dumbledore? First well, Dumbledore? Jude, Jude Law could get it. Jude Law could get it. So I mean, no, if you we want no. the ultimate Dumbledore. Only <laughs> Neville can get it. Jude no. Law. It's Jude Law. Like he can get it. So, I mean, you just, but you also put like in his heyday, he, uh, he took on, Johnny Depp's character, I forget his name because the movies were so bad. Oh my god. But the story oh, the of Grindelwald. Um, yeah, he was Grindelwald. Grindelwald. Yeah, like, like yeah, yeah, yeah. What the story should have been and stuff cast. like that. Yeah. Mate. No, but I mean in terms of not like sexiness, because obviously Judy Lord's always gonna win. But like in terms of like the Dumbledore that you like related to or liked the most. Because like Richard Harris was amazing. He was just like a softer character. Whereas the Dumbledore that came in later, I don't know the actor's name. He was Michael so Gammon. wily. He felt like high wired and aggressive. Like he seemed too sharp. Whereas the old Dumbledore was like proper old, hobbling around, like the typical old comforting wizard. Whereas the other one was just a bit too aggressive for me. You know, I can almost agree with that just because the fact that Richard Harris really portrayed the, I think what the age is. I mean, if you look at the timeline and how old Dumbledore actually was Mm. when, when he gets, when he meets Harry Potter, I mean, it's not the wizard's age, obviously a lot older than, than the muggles do. So yeah, I, I totally get that. Richard Harris completely and hundred percent pulled he off. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. That thing, but still Jude Law could get it and that in that trumps everything. <laughs> and not just get it, everyone. Get it. <laughs> get it. <laughs> um, all right. I love this question. Which out of the three Deathly Hallows is the best? So you got mm. the resurrection stone, the elder wand, or the um invisibility cloak. So now the resurrection stone, does it only work how it actually worked for Harry at the end where you're holding the resurrection stone there? You're not actually resurrecting someone. You're just able to speak to their ghost. Well, I because think the that's way that, in the, like, the story, like when the um, Luna's dad told the story of the Deathly Hallows, they were basically saying you can bring someone back from the dead, but then the problem right. with it is that um, like it drives you mad because they're never really there. Exactly. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So they're never. Okay. Okay. Cool. cool the shit cool. power. Uh, Elder wand. You choosing the elder wand? Yeah, I can't. The, I know that the cloak is cool, but it it just I can't think of practicality for it other than being a teenager and going into the woman's locker room and hoping that they're going to fight or hoping that they're going to make out. Dude, like, no, you're like the worst villain ever. Right? You could put that cloak on and just have a normal wand and just sneak up behind people and do Avada Kedavra and they're dead. Yeah, but I don't want to be a villain. But you want to be a Slytherin. Oh, Slytherin people. just had this discussion that Slytherin no, aren't villains. you're contradicting yourself. Get out Slytherins of here. Slytherins aren't villains. Slytherins aren't villains. They're you're just the dumb, badass. You're the umbrage of this episode right now. You're umbraging this whole situation. Whoa. It's a new level of insult. Whoa. Whoa, I need to, I need to back up for a second because what? What? All right, uh, folks, we're going to be selling pay-per-view tickets to the uh, champion <laughs> becoming the loser beatdown. The, uh, the no champion here. The vomit 30 beats every flavor planes. Done. We're doing it. Pay-per-view. Tune in <laughs> as soon as the lockdown is over. And when she loses, she's going to eat all the vomit, spew <laughs> jelly beans that we could get our hands on. Up to... 20, minimum 10. Deal. 
Done. I'm so confident. I'm so confident. Done. I'm Done. the sucker who's going to choose the elder wand. Done. Oh the it elder has one. to be the cloak. It has to be the cloak. I feel what like are you going to do with the cloak over here? What are you going to do in reality with the cloak over here? What are you going to do? You're going to walk down the street and no one's going to see you. Like, like, are you an introvert? Settle down. You could go in banks and steal money. You could, well, I'm, okay. I'm all the crime things. Obviously, I've got some demons I've got to sort out within myself. What are you going to do with the wand? It's only good to kill people. Anyway, you can't do anything else that a normal wand does. It's just good for like, I don't know, winning battles, but who are you battling? Exactly, I'm going to come and battle. I'm going to battle these evil people that use cloaks to kill and rob people. That's what I'm going to do. I'm coming for you with my elder one. Done. Fine. Nah, not buying it, but it's fine. We'll sort it out in fight night. It's fine. <laughs> um, all right, who is your favorite character? That's a good question. Who is my favorite character? I, I got to say probably Hagrid. And we did not mention Hagrid at all through the last episode, which is super sad because he's such a good character. Oh. He did mention his dog. <laughs> <laughs> Dogs so, above all else. That is my passion. Um, yes. Yeah, Hagrid. Hagrid. What do you like about him? Uh, I think he's just like, he's like the, he's almost the tent pole, like, or the, like the moral compass. Mm. Uh, through through the entire series because he doesn't really waver so that's one thing um and he, he's always there for harry he's always there for everybody else so he's like he's like the moral compass as they go up and down and figure themselves out and everyone know, else he's such a stable character he's like he's the stable. stability yeah. yeah but then the story of like his background like he could he very well could not have been stable he very well could have turned into a villain him in, in, in his own right Mm-hmm. Uh, or he could be an Azkaban rotting away with Sirius and we never knew him as a character because of his background. But because, but to have the experience that he had, that Voldemort or Riddle put him through, and he still turned out to be the guy that he is, I think it's just just testament to the character and, and, and again, fills into that moral compass. So, yeah, I think Hagrid is one of my favorite. Plus, he's got cool animals and, and he's like half he's a giant. Huge. He's huge. Got a good beard. Right, you, know, you gotta I'm appreciate envious. the little things in life. His uh, game is about as good as yours, you know. In the Goblet of Fire, when he tries to court the French lady. Oh, that's how down. I imagine that's you twice. every day. That's twice you got me to say that. That is twice. That has literally never happened to me before in the history of ever. I promised you by this title that this was going to be a chamber of nonsense, and this is. This is, has been just a, the absolute chamber of nonsense right now. Crazy. <laughs> <sighs> whatever helps you sleep at night toots <laughs> all right this one plays in my mind a lot do we think Voldemort... well you didn't tell me your favorite character oh well dobby i thought more about it i love luna luna yeah. but dobby is like the best he like had been treated terribly he was looking out for harry potter even though he had no alliance to him He's funny. He's clumsy. You know, that's kind of me, funny and clumsy, mostly. Um, no, but he was such a good character. When he got released, when he got given the sock and he was free, like, oh, I honestly cry every time. I feel like I, the more I talk about this with you, I feel like I am highlighting a lot of times when I cry through the movies, which I don't know if that was the intended purpose, but. Very Hufflepuff of you. I know. 
so so Hufflepuff of me. But, Actually, uh, one thing that um, uh, in the books that didn't make it to to any of the movies, and I can't remember which book it was in, was an entire Hermione storyline where she freed the elves. So she discovered the elves, like the the Dobbies yeah, 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 in, yeah, yeah, in yeah. Hogwarts castle, and then she went and fought for their freedom and stuff like that. Like um, that was a really cool storyline. It was really cool for her character, and um, and you know that storyline was just was cool. So I understand why he didn't make it, but also on the other hand, it would have been really cool to see as well. So that's one and part. I actually really like Hermione's character. Like they obviously cut some stuff out, like you were saying, like we addressed it out the books and things. But I mean, I find it hard to relate to her in some capacities because I hate brown noses. Like it actually just gets under my skin. There was a girl when oh. I was doing some training for work, and she was just that person. Like, and it just, for whatever reason, I've like, has nothing to do with me, but it's exhausting energy. And so like, I felt in the first few like movies, she was that like exhausting goody two shoes, brown noser energy that I just like, oh, even like if I meet people like that, I would never be outwardly rude to them, but it just makes my skin crawl. There are some traits that people have that just, you know, irk you. And that's like one for me. But then as the series went on, like I said, in the Goblet of Fire, when she was very much like, no, I'm focusing on my stuff. I'm studying. And then the guy, you know, she didn't show him any attention. He ended up liking her. I thought that I like, my feelings changed. I was like, yes, like, you know, and then she started to be a bit more of a rebel and had like a bit more of a voice. I don't know. I I definitely liked her by the end. So. Yeah, definitely. And I agree with that. And I agree with that brown noser thing. It is just so frustrating to it's be around sad. those people i don't know and we all it, know that person like all of yeah. us in one time or another you've had that person in your life that you're just like oh god like shut the fuck up but then shut i felt up. really bad because when in the movie when she overhears them all trashing her you know like as a kid when you're savage i started reflecting i was like i wonder if i was ever mean to someone and then they like went in when I mean, there's no trolls in the bathroom but you know you reflect and be like oh was that that kid I mean, I was, I was never intentionally mean to people, but I was like, eh, was I my best self? Probably not. <laughs> no. I'm sorry to all you people out there that I maybe accidentally got annoyed at you because you're a brown noser, which I'm sure are you've you? grown up to be a snitch now. Because Are, are you sorry, though? Like, are you really sorry? <laughs> I'm not are sorry you? for feeling that way, but I'm sorry if they're hurt. That's the middle ground. <laughs> <laughs> Much better. All right. Who's more evil, Voldemort or Professor Umbridge? Umbridge. More evil. Yeah. Voldemort is evil, but he's evil with a purpose. He he thinks he's he's doing right. In his mind, he's doing right. I'm I'm freeing the wizarding world from muggles. Yeah. We're more powerful than they are. They're keeping there's no reason why we should keep kowtowing to them. So in his mind, Although his actions are are incredibly evil, he's, he he has this this goal in mind and this passion to work towards something that he thinks is right. Whereas, and he's not hiding it. He's like, yeah. this is what we need to do as a people, and I'm not going to stop doing it until we get it done. Okay, cool. Well, we're going to kill you because you need to stop doing it. <laughs> um, whereas Umbridge, the reason I think she's more evil is she's evil under the guise of being in the right. Mm-hmm like using goodness as a weapon and uh, like that, that frustrating, like that. Yeah. She, she will do evil in the name of good 
And that's even more frustrating than someone who's doing evil in the name of just their selfish goals. And I think the thing too is like, you know, Voldemort allowed the people that wanted to come to his side to come there, whereas she kind of, like, she was so in control of everything and everyone around her that, like, it wasn't a choice for anyone. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying what he was doing was right, but it was still, he was, from what I remember, like, you, you, I mean, you can't force someone to come over to your side and fight for you. Yeah, he might have killed them, but he, like you said, he was transparent about it. Or she just tried to control every single thing around her and, like, through trying to portray that she was doing the right thing, actually brought about so much misery. And I think, yeah, she's definitely, ugh, I mean, she didn't kill as many people, but, you know. That we know of. Well, yeah. Well, she's willing later to work with uh and it's like, was she? I completely forget, but was she a Death Eater in the end? Did we establish that? Yeah. Yeah, I thought so, but then it just, I couldn't 1 million percent with certainty say that she was. Oh, I'm saying yeah, like with certainty, but I, I, can't, I don't know with certainty. Um, but I would say that she wouldn't have been so high up in the government, in the ministry later on in the series if she wasn't. Yeah, yeah. And then that goes to question, like, how much of the ministry was compromised? Because we Ah, we haven't find out so much of it, but. I've just checked the geniuses on Reddit. She is not an official Death Eater, but she was an enabler. And this is why I think she's even more evil. Yeah. And that's the thing, like, with dictators, like, I don't want to bring this back to history, but, like, the most dangerous people are the people that have the power to influence everyone else around them but not actually get their hands dirty. You know what I mean? Like head of crime syndicates or head of wars. Like they're not out there fighting anything. They're just calling all the shots and they're the dangerous people because somehow they have this, un, you know, unwritten power over people. I don't know. I think it's dangerous. Same as cults. It's just any figure like that that tries to control everything and everyone around them, it's very dangerous. Yes. Yeah. Okay, but she's also just – I see you next Tuesday. See you in the end. See you next Tuesday. (laughs) (laughs) So, all right. I've got a more lighthearted question. Okay. Coolest potion that you saw in the movie. Coolest potion. Coolest potion. Well, the polyjuice. Yeah, that is a super cool, cool ability. But how bad would would you feel really gross drinking someone else's hair? Not if I got to like do that cool thing where I got to like if there was like be Chris Hemsworth for a day. What was it like? Being so Hemsworth. many people, right? Then or your like, game might actually get better. Well, well, look at this. Look, like we have this whole gender issues thing, which we're not going to get into. But how much easier would it be able to communicate the the struggles that we go through? Uh, if if you're like, bro, you you know what? Become me for a day. Go be a girl for a day. See how I'm treated where I can't do my job without someone wolf whistling at me. Where mm. I can't, be, there's a comment made about my work of being, oh, you're cute. And my looks are brought up without, without my, the quality of my work being, being judged. It's just my looks that are being judged. You go do that and then you come tell me to smile again. You come and tell me to smile after you go and be me. Not the worst part is they still would. It would depend on the person. They're, they're scum, Most they're scum. of them yeah. would, let's be yeah. honest. 
yeah. I could tell you things. My God. Oh, I but. would. I would probably like. Yeah, I. I, I want to hear it, but then on the other hand, I don't want to hear how bad things are because, like, yeah. right now I live in this bubble where. Uh, I get to say, oh, I don't do it. That like, I, so I, that means well, it, doesn't it doesn't exist. Yeah, right. But I know it does exist. And like, I've, I've heard some of your other female, um, like guests, come on and talk about similar issues in different capacities, whether it's worst pickup line or you know mm. things like that. And yeah, it makes your skin crawl, really. But in a way, you feel. Um, like you're not alone. It's like, oh, well, it's not just me going through this struggle, but it doesn't mean it's okay. Um, there's this really amazing book, like not to segue away from our fun Harry Potter chat. Um, I forget exactly what it's called, but if I remember, I'll text you. It's amazing. It basically talks about all the ways in which, I mean, there's a lot of overt ways in which women bend around to work around men, but there's a lot yeah. of things that we actually do that we're probably not even cognizant of that we've just adapted to subconsciously. Like I tried it the other day in the book, it says like, you wouldn't notice, but most of the time you will move out of a way for a man. If you're walking on a footpath and you're both walking in the same direction. And I thought, no, that's not real. I don't do that. Um, and I tried it. I've walked around town for a day, just not moving my path. And people would honestly either run into you or scoff or say something. Um, no, yeah, no, I'm not even lying. Um, even if I was in a group of two, I walked around with my mom and then there was only one guy. So he could like walk around. He still wouldn't move. Um, or they do move, but like make a, like you always hear them be like, or like make a comment. So I wouldn't say every single time I'm not gonna say with a hundred percent success rate that that happened, but I was astounded to see how often it actually happened when I was paying attention. Wow. Normally I'm just so accustomed to just moving out of the way and moving on with my day. Um, but yeah, this book is like, it's life changing and I'm not, you know, a feminist advocate or anything like that, but I do, I mean, working in the front line, I want things to be equal and I want to be appreciated for what I bring as an individual, but it's sad that we're still in that place that very much make defines the lines between gender. So we're not there yet, but that's a whole other podcast. I'm sure. (laughs) A whole whole other podcast. Yeah. I'm probably part of the problem then because I remember like actually yesterday I was walking to get coffee, doing my my morning 3K walk, and uh, there's I saw this woman jogging towards me, and there was just like the path had narrowed because of a tree. So I had gotten off the path so she could jog by um, and not stop her her pace because we wouldn't have both of us wouldn't have fit. Yeah. And then she jogged by, so I'm expecting a like a nod, like a thank you, know, you. like a thank yeah. you. And then and she didn't. She just kept running. I was like, fucking bitch. Yeah. All right. I fucking get out of the way for you. Okay. I go on the side of the road. I stay there. And you don't say thank you. <laughs> fucking bitch. Right. <laughs> Instead of just being like, she was like, when I run, I'm someone off in my own little world. Yeah. Someone yeah. had to move. But for whatever reason, it's diff- and like the question then goes, would you have moved if it was a guy? You know, you, uh, you really didn't expect it a response, but like, would you have moved if it was a guy running by or, you know, like it, it's so complex, but like, yeah. and I've had a lot of men treat me nicely, but it's funny that the stories that you hear and opening that conversation up. Um, and yeah, I find in male dominant environments, women aren't particularly supportive of each other. They're more competitive because you're trying to prove like I fit in, I'm one of the boys, I can hack it kind of thing. So women are not kind to each other. They're more destructive but not through malice, more so like an attempt to 
make their environment more pleasurable. So yeah. it's, it's a hard fucking gig. Wow. <laughs> and that's why I appreciate the female characters in Harry Potter, like bringing it back because, you know, we hear all about wizards and wizards and you're the hero and you're the this and that's why I didn't like the whole Ginny being submissive because I'm like, no, you can fucking do it yourself. <laughs> She's a badass. She's a badass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. I've got one other question that I'm sure our time's running out. You're going to laugh at this. So my partner, Nate, you know him, he pretends mm. he likes to trigger me. So he pretends he <laughs> doesn't know. All good partners do. All good oh, partners he, Like he thrives. He loves it. And he pretends anytime I talk about Harry Potter, he's like, what do you mean? Who's this Harvey Porter? He's like that type of triggering. Like he refuses to acknowledge that Harry Potter exists. So I'll say, you know Harry <laughs> Potter? And he's like, I said, I'm going to go talk to Brian about Harry Potter. He's like, what's Harvey Porter? What is this? He goes, what did he say? The, um, the philosopher's rock? Like he just changes one thing and every single thing to trigger me, right? So anyway, we were watching the movies last year um, or maybe we watched one of them. It was on TV. But long story short, it was the episode. It was um, Prisoner of Azkaban and Buckwheat, the animal with the wings, mm. was on. And he said, mm. oh, no, I was watching. And he said, oh, no, don't kill Buckwheat. Buckwheat, right? And I said, Nathan, you know it's buck beak, like beak. And he's like, no, it's not. And I was so like I was in this mental torment because I was like, is he saying it to trigger me like he normally does? Or does he genuinely think it's buckwheat, right? And we're in this perpetual cycle of trauma where I was saying, no, it's buck beat. And he goes, no, it's buckwheat. And then he Googles it. He Googles buckwheat and it comes up with a picture of the fucking bird. So he's like, see, I'm right. But it said buck beak, but he just refused because it came up with the picture. So my question for you is, is it buckwheat or is it buckbeak? End this conversation for me because I cannot deal. Buckbeak. It is buckbeak. Officially buckbeak. I mean, he's not listening at the moment, but I'll force him to just so I can say I'm right. But, again, it's that mental torment of is he just doing this to trigger me or does he genuinely – because he also thinks that song Sweet Nothing, you know, Sweet Nothing. I forget who sings it. You're giving me sexy nothing. I don't know. Anyway, he thinks it says sexy gherkin and I, like, I just can't with him. Do you understand that I am now every time I'm going to be saying, oh, how is blah, blah, blah doing, I'm going to be like, so how's your sexy gherkin doing? From now on, that that is how I'll be referring to him. Uh, He's fucking hilarious. My hat's off to him. I love that. Harvey Porter. What's this Harvey Porter thing? It's so triggering, Brian. I can't even. And we went and saw the um, Potter Potted. It's like a a theatre performance. And it's basically these two guys reenacting all of the movies all of the books, playing it out in one and a half hours and they're just making a mockery of it. And he was like, oh, this is something I can get amongst, you know, and he was loving it. He was just thriving in that environment where everything was wrong. So <laughs> I'm dealing with triggers at home. I'm dealing with triggers with you. I'm getting hate mail from members of the public. I'm in a very vulnerable place right now. I'm about as stable as an Ikea table. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> absolutely love it stable is an ikea table all right well let's 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 bring it home then 
Because you said that you've got the interesting factoid this week. I did because I wasn't allowed. We went for so long last week. I apologize. I hope people stuck it out and listened the whole way. But I'm sure a lot of fans know this, but Luna Lovegood, her character, um, she was actually a fan of the books and she wrote to J.K. Rowling about, you know, she was sending fan mail and expressed that she suffered from anorexia and things like that. Um, And so J.K. Rowling said to her, you know, if you get on top of your anorexia I'll give you a, a role on the movies and so she won the spot of Luna Lovegood so she was just a fan she's not an actress by any means from my understanding wow she was just a fan which I think you and I have discussed before but a lot of people actually probably wouldn't know that that's incredible that's an incredible story and that JK Rowling followed through with it it wasn't just like an empty and this is why I hate that she like I mean, I know there's all controversy in the media about her and I don't want to comment too much on that, but she has done a lot of good and I think people forget that. Mm. So, I mean. Well, speaking of hate mail, Ash, um, mm. just before we wrap up, I got someone to slither in into the old DM and she wanted to actually meet with you and come on to debate with you some of the Harry Potter factoids you've been throwing down, or opinions that you've been throwing down. Would you be open to having Harry Potter 3 happen? Absolutely. And if it goes pear-shaped, then it will be a three-way fight night between me, you, and her. So let the um, pay-per-view uh, continue. The hype will continue, Brian. Let, let, let the pay-per-view continue because you obviously aren't going to win against me, so you might be able to have someone that you'll actually be able to win against um, and, and have them have the spew beans um, over me. But, um, dude, done. I will, I will arrange it, and we will check you out next week with this anonymous mystery guest. Mystery guest. Yes. I look forward to anyone who will talk about Harry Potter with me and doesn't call it Harvey Porter is okay in my book. So on that note, make sure if anyone else wants to be on the show, you slither into Brian's DMs at B Game Original. Did I get it right? Original B Game. Original B Game. God, I got to get better at these plugs. You can tell I'm a rookie on the old podcast. (laughs) So join us next week for Talk Bite Harvey Porter 3. <laughs> Triggered. Trigger morning. <laughs> See ya. All right. Thank goodbye. Bye. Talk bites.